hello and welcome to episode four of Let's Talk, a podcast aiming to facilitate and promote dialogue for a better world. If if you're new here, first of all, thank you for joining me. Um, it's a beautiful Monday morning here in Chicago. Uh, it was my birthday yesterday, so I'm, I'm very hyped. This is my 22nd year, and I want to make it the best one yet. Again, I'm Ryan Wangman. I am a now 22-year-old from Chicago, previously a 21-year-old from Chicago, but we're upgrading now. So a 22-year-old from Chicago, this is the fourth episode of Let's Talk. Um, if you missed the first three episodes, you want to catch up. Those are all on Spotify. I recently got alerted they're all on Google Podcasts, which I've never heard of. But if you listen to your podcast on Google Podcasts, they're up there. I think the last big, big podcast platform we still have yet to get on um, is Apple Podcasts. But the lovely folks over there at Anchor and Spotify have been keeping me in the loop as to when those things um, are uploaded. So, Hopefully, if you are don't have Spotify, if you're not, if you're listening somewhere else, it will be on your favorite platform soon. So, the way this podcast works is it kind of is is different uh, each time I, I produce it. A lot of it is tied to the content that I post on my blog, and that's um, at RyanWangman.win. Uh, that's my website and ryanwangman.win slash blog is where all my blog posts are hosted and uh, ryanwangman.win slash episodes are where all the podcast episodes are posted. So you really have a lot of ways to kind of engage with this content, to kind of see this content. Um, and, and that's really the important part to me is I want, I have a lot of stories that I've kind of held on to just for me, for whatever reason, for, for many, many years. And I really want to get in the process, get in the habit of sharing them and hopefully, and, and sharing them in the hopes that, you know, they can really help some people figure some things out, or even just to know that they're not alone um, in some of the feelings that they have and some of the thoughts that they have. So that's really the goal of this podcast. It's the goal of my blog post. It's really the goal um, of my media company, which is Wangman Media. Uh, so so that's the goal here. And Let's Talk is is one of those big ways that I'm hoping to, to do that. So today on Let's Talk, we have an interesting story. So this is be the first journalistic story that I read live on the air and some context for this story. So this story is about Katie Crawl. Um, and she is, is just an absolutely lovely person um, currently working um, in baseball front offices. I think she's still currently with the Reds. She started um, in an MLB uh, diversity and inclusion program, which I will get into as I read this profile of her aloud. I wrote this profile my junior year of college, and my professor recommended that I pitch it to Sports Illustrated, and I thought about it, and you know, one thing happened, another thing happened, and I never got around to it. But I really, it was one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite profiles that I've ever written. So in the hopes that some people will listen to this and really like it, maybe look her up, maybe give her a shout out, because I think she's really, really awesome. And gender equity in sports is something that really, really matters to me, especially in baseball, which is my favorite sport. So I think she's really cool. If you've never heard of her, you should check her out. Um, she's doing some awesome things. And um, I'm really just hoping by sharing her story that maybe, you know, maybe you listen and you're inspired to say, hey, Katie's doing this. Katie's out here and she's putting in the work and she's making her dreams come true. Why can't I? So, um, well, without further ado, I'm going to start reading this profile. Um, the headline for this one is swinging for the fences, how one woman's big dream helped her break into baseball's boys club. And again, you can find this story on my blog. If you want to read along, you don't like the listening component, you can go ryanwangman.win slash blog. But without further ado, here we go. This was the moment that would change two lives forever. 
Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred stepped up to the lectern on June 4th, 2018, ready to reveal the next draft pick to the masked MLB Network studio audience. Quote, With the third selection of the 2018 MLB draft, the Philadelphia Phillies select Alec Baum, a third baseman from Wichita State University in Wichita, Kansas, Manfred announced to a chorus of cheers. Baum, a taller prospect than most at 6'5", went over and hugged his family as they celebrated. He was handed a crisp new Phillies hat, but before he could tuck it snugly over his flowing brown curls, he promptly dropped the hat onto the ground. Then, he shed his suit coat in favor of a fresh pinstriped jersey, but he took so long to button it up for a photo op that a draft commentator sympathetically opined that buttons are tricky. You can't always stick the landing. Despite Baum's gaffes, somewhere in the room, Katie Crawl was beaming. She was at the draft in Secaucus, New Jersey, on her first day on the job with the MLB's commissioner, with the MLB commissioner's office. She chose that day as her start date for a specific reason. The previous summer, Crawl had worked with the team in the Cape Cod Baseball League, and many of the athletes she watched play, including Baum, were going to be drafted this year. She wanted to see their journeys come full circle. She might not have realized her own baseball journey was coming full circle, too. Crawl is working a dream job that didn't exist a short while ago. She is part of a new initiative created by the MLB last year called the Diversity Fellowship. Crawl is one of only 22 members in the inaugural class, a group composed of people from traditionally underrepresented backgrounds in baseball who were matched with various front offices around the league in 2018. Quote, I've grown so much just because of being in that environment and being in New York, Crawl said. It's the big leagues. They didn't send me to Kenosha to work for the Kingfish. They didn't have me start out at Double A. They really threw me into the fire. And I think because of that, I learned how to swim with the sharks. End quote. Each member of the cohort spends at least 18 months with their respective organizations, where they learn the ins and outs of the game while working with key executives. Just 22 out of 1,300 applicants were selected to be a part of the program, an acceptance rate of less than 2%. Crawl, along with eight other female fellows, faces a tall barrier. For much of baseball's past, the sport has been a man's game. Some fast facts. It took until 2015 before Jessica Mendoza became the first female analyst in the history of ESPN. Only seven women had on-field coaching roles in 2018, and strikingly, there has never been a female general manager in the game. Clearly, there's still a way to go to achieve an equitable workplace. A 2019 report card from the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports, TIDES, an organization considered the authority on diversity and inclusion in athletics, gave the MLB a C for their gender hiring practices. In MLB's central office, women make up just 30.8% of the total professional staff. With an eye on the future, league executives are looking to forge a more equitable and inclusive path. Under the direction of people like Renee Tirado, the MLB's chief diversity and inclusion officer, the league has developed programs like the Diversity Fellowship in a bid to increase representation in the game. Quote, a lot of these programs can become rhetoric or something to have a nice press release about, Crawl said. This, to me, is grooming the next generation of front office executives, and hopefully, they'll reflect the fan base that we see in major league ballparks, end quote. With any luck, she'll be a part of that next wave. But Crawl's dream began long before she was rubbing elbows with the likes of Andre Dawson and Bo Jackson at the draft. It was born hundreds of miles away in Park Ridge, Illinois, where her relationship with America's pastime began as a family affair.
While baseball has long featured famous father-son duos, Bobby and Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr., and most recently Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Jr., to name a few, Crawl got her love of baseball and its intricacies from her mom, Joan, who served for 12 years on the board of the Chicago White Sox. Her mother would bring home massive three-ring binders from her work on the board, and Crawl loved the granular details she found as she sifted through the pages. She learned that baseball clubs, like any business, also have to decide how much they want to pay for hot and cold water in their bathrooms. She was fascinated by her peek behind the curtain and her newfound understanding of what it actually took to stage a game. As Crawl grew up, she also fell in love with the game's accessibility to a variety of fans. While NBA and NFL players are quote-unquote superhuman, she said, on the baseball diamond you have superstars like 5'6 second baseman Jose Altuve juxtaposed with 6'7 outfielder Aaron Judge. Quote, if you're a little boy or little girl growing up, you can't rationally say, okay, I'm going to someday be Brian Urlacher, Crawl said. You have to win the genetic lottery in that sense. But baseball, it's really accessible. Still, Crawl never dreamed about becoming an MLB player. If she was lucky enough to be involved in the game professionally, she always imagined her path would be through baseball operations. Crawl got her big break in the fall of 2017. Quote, you may be interested in this, close quote. That's the message that started it all. One day that autumn, during her senior year at Northwestern, Crawl was scrolling through her inbox. Northwestern professor Bill Savage, whom she told about her love of baseball, had sent along a link to the MLB's Diversity Fellowship Program and suggested Crawl apply. Crawl clicked on the link immediately. On the site, there were bios of diverse executives already working in Major League Baseball. First, Kim Eng, the first woman to present a salary arbitration case in the Major Leagues. Jean Afterman, the Yankees' assistant general manager and currently the only woman holding that position in the league. Then, Crawl discovered a hype video featuring players slamming home runs, making diving catches, and pumping their fists. A challenge followed. Want to build a champion? Baseball operations makes this happen. Crawl was floored. Quote, so you're going through and you're saying, okay, wait a minute, this could be a possibility for me, Crawl said. There are other people out there who look like me and sound like me, and maybe I'm not a total unicorn in this. Close quote. So when she found out about the opportunity, she immediately forwarded the link to her mother, who complimented the MLB for creating it, but told her bluntly, you'll never get it. Crawl reasoned that her mom, whom she describes as a realist, was just trying to give her perspective on the long odds of being selected. Her mother's skepticism aside, Crawl knew this was the opportunity she'd always dreamed about, so she got to work, penning three essays, a cover letter, and a resume before late October. She made it to the next round of the process, and several interviews later, she was in the running for positions with the Philadelphia Phillies organization and the commissioner's office. Her final interview with the commissioner's office was with an MLB vice president, who gave her the cliched, it's an honor to be nominated speech. She'd heard that kind of speech before, and that's when she started to doubt herself. Then, one February morning, sitting at her desk and scrolling through her inbox, another email arrived from the Diversity Fellowship account. In that moment, Crawl realized that upon opening it, she would, knew, she would know what happened, one way or another. She clicked on the email. Quote, I immediately started crying. I was just inconsolable, Crawl said. 
it was happiness. It was relief. It was just, you know, sitting at my desk bawling, just setting myself to figure out what was going to happen because I knew my whole life was about to change. She calmed herself before calling her mom. Carl couldn't even get words out before she started crying again, barely choking out MLB. Quote, she was very supportive and said, it's okay. It's all right. You went so far. She didn't think that I got it, Carl said. And then I somehow found the words to say, no, they chose me. They chose me. Being a woman in a male-dominated field hasn't always been smooth sailing for the Park Ridge native. Back when Crawl worked in the Cape Cod League, she recalled a period of time when a well-respected coach she worked with did not refer to her by name, and instead addressed her as, quote, the girl who does the stats, close quote. Quote, it was obviously slightly sexist, but at the same time for him represented what an anomaly I was, Crawl said, and we ended up developing a very good relationship. But at the time, for me, it was one of those first instances of, hmm, I may not be welcome here, and I'm going to have to prove myself in order to earn a place. And Crawl has found her way as she has settled into the League Economics and Operations Department in the Commissioner's Office over the past year. Crawl has helped with everything from the salary arbitration period to advising sessions with teams on their 40-man roster management, attacking each task with the urgency expected of the league office. Fortunately, Crawl has had a better experience with the men in her office. They welcomed her with quote-unquote open arms and never made her feel like the token girl or an outsider. Quote, Every employee should have the opportunity and the ability to experience that level of comfort at their job, Crawl said. That, to me has been such a welcome relief to walk into work and be able to shoot the shit with the guys and have fun and talk and be open. In one of the interviews for the job in the winter, Carl had been asked who she would take in the top five picks of this year's draft. She was adamant in her choice. Bomb. Having watched him excel on the Cape, she argued that the junior third baseman was more talented than his teammate Grayson Janesta, a higher-ranked prospect at the time. Carl loved Baum's sturdy base on his swing and the way he generated power with his hip rotation. After Baum's breakout season as a college junior, where he slashed 339, 436, 625, apparently major league scouts did too. Baum was drafted 46 picks ahead of his college teammate. Baum is now playing with Philadelphia's advanced A-ball affiliate in Clearwater, Florida, and in 51 total games in the minor leagues this season, he is raking to the tune of a 342-405-541 slash line. Before the 2019 season began, Baseball America ranked him as the number 65 best prospect in the entire league. And while it may be far too early to evaluate Baum as a legitimate major league contributor, early returns indicate Crawl nailed her trial run as a talent evaluator. Maybe in the coming years, Carl's hypothetical draft pick will be a real one. Carl's ultimate goal is to become the first female general manager in MLB history, following the route that executives like Afterman and Eng have paved for her. Quote, Being able to point to different women in the industry who have already carved a path, it gives me a sense of confidence and comfort knowing that there are lots of others who have come before me, Carl said. They've cleared the path for others to come after. So that's the end of the story for today. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this one. Again, Katie was so generous in her time and she did not have to be. I was writing a story for class and I really just wanted to, to write a, a good story. 
and she was so generous with her time. You know, I, we spent multiple hours talking over the phone and just, I was asking her really intense detail oriented question. You know, what do you remember about this? Now tell me some more details and some more details and some more details. But I really think that, you know, she is somebody who I've ever since I did that interview, I've been really trying to see her moves, watch what she's been doing in baseball, because I think baseball needs more people like Katie crawl. Um, because you can't hear that story and not say, how does this person, how has this person been struggling for so long? You know, and she, she got the opportunity and now you see she's flourishing with it. So, you know, I really hope that if you haven't heard of Katie crawled, now you have. And, um, you know, you just, if you, you find that once you start telling those stories in baseball about equitable equitable baseball about giving more women opportunities in baseball you start thinking well why haven't we been doing this for longer because it's clear that there are people that have the same passion the same you know fire for the game and they just haven't had the opportunities so again thank you for listening to let's talk today if you love the show um please share it with your friends please you know let this story be told because again that's what this podcast is about it's about telling stories um, and if you if you really like the show, you can support us on Anchor. Not exactly sure how that works, but I think you can set up a monthly contribution, kind of like Patreon. Still working on how to monetize this, but for now, again, about the stories. If you really like it, you can try and set up a sponsorship. Again, you can also email me about that, and we can work it out off the air. Um, that also is something that I'm interested in. So, if you're liking these stories, if you if you've missed the the past three podcasts, they're all on my Spotify page under Let's Talk, um, and you can find that link again from my website. If you click on the big image of me as a five or six year old, um, it'll take you directly to that Spotify page. So, hope you like this story. Again, we'll be back with another podcast tomorrow, um, and hopefully sometime soon we will also start bringing people on because I also want to interview a lot of people and and, and get them on and, and get you hearing different voices other than my own but hopefully you've enjoyed it so far and um, have a great rest of your day